Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit directs us to Jesus' words is Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 27, the gospel for today. As Jesus was going down the road, a man ran up and fell to his knees before him. He began asking, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why are you calling me good? No one is good except one, namely God. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, There's one thing you're missing. Go, sell as much as you have and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. Come, follow me. He became gloomy at this message and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Looking around, Jesus says to his disciples, How difficult for those having wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. Jesus again responded and says to them, Children, how difficult it is for those who trust in wealth to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, So who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus says, With people, it's impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. King Midas got what he, he longed for, how much he loved gold, and now everything he touched turned to gold, a oak twig, a, a rock. He got what his heart treasured until his little girl comes running into his arms. How fatal the Midas touch. How often don't our hearts fool us into pursuing something that really isn't worth it? For you see, whether we realize it or not, we follow our heart's treasure. That's the theme this morning. We follow our heart's treasure. So let's ask ourselves, what does my heart treasure? And is that really what you want to be following after in life? Jesus' words here led the young man that came to him, led him to examine his heart. Those words of Jesus expose our hearts as well. Now, this young man that we meet in the text here in Mark 10, he thinks that he wants eternal life more than anything else, just as you and I would say that we do. In fact, he goes running after Jesus and, and kneels before him. Yes, he, he is a, 
an up-and-coming, respected member of the community. Uh, Luke actually refers to him as a ruler, and yet he bows down before Jesus, kneels before him. That's how much he wants eternal life. But has he done enough? He asks, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? He asked, Jesus asked. No one is good except God alone. Yes, this man thought that he wanted eternal life. But where was he looking for that good thing, that best thing of all eternal life? Where was he looking for it? For you see, there was only one source. There is only one source for all that is good. Only God. He alone is good, the giver of all that is good, including eternal life. To, to you know, paraphrase or expand Jesus' words here, we could say, he, he says to this young man, why do you come running after me? Do you recognize that I am the Son of God who came to make the Father known that Only through me comes the good that the Father gives. Is that why you call me good? Or do you just look at me as a teacher, hoping that I can teach you some good thing to do in order for you to get eternal life, since you're still looking into yourself for good instead of to God, who alone can give good, who alone can give eternal life. Yes, Jesus is leading this man to examine his heart. For you see, what our heart looks to for what is good, that is actually what our, the heart treasures as our God. Jesus wanted that man to examine his heart. What or who was the God that was really ruling there? For you see, what our heart treasures, that becomes our God. Luther, in his large catechism under the first commandment, put it this way, we are to trust God alone and look to him expecting nothing from him but good. He's the one who gives body, life, food, drink, sustenance, health, protection, peace, and all that's necessary for time and eternity. In addition, he protects from misfortune, and if something troubles us, he rescues and helps out. Therefore, it's God alone from whom we receive all good and are freed of all misfortune. Where was this young man looking for good? Where was he looking for that good thing of eternal life? And what about us? What about you and me? Where are we looking? What are we following after? What does your heart trust and treasure as the source for what is good? For you see, what our heart treasures That is not only what we follow, that is what has become our God for us. And as Jesus goes on here, he works to expose the false God that this man has set up in his heart. To expand on on Jesus' next statement here, Jesus says to him, if you are looking inside yourself for what is good, thinking you can do a good thing to to gain eternal life, then, then why do you need me? You know the commandments. 
Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. He had been good to his neighbors. He had been a model community member. He had been a Boy Scout, so to speak. And he had done this good not as a show in order to to manipulate those around him, no. He had done it honestly, to the best of his ability. He had done his duty. All this I have done. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. So earnest, so sincere was this young man, and yet so misguided. In love, Jesus speaks what this man needs to hear. This is not the wishy-washy, I'll say what makes you feel good, love. No, this is the love that speaks what this man needs to hear, even if it might darken his face. Jesus says, one thing you lack. Not some extra commandment, not some extra work, but one thing deep inside. He lacked a heart that let go of everything and followed Jesus alone, holding on to Jesus as his God and Savior, the bringer of all that is good, the bringer of eternal life. And so Jesus speaks those words to expose what this man's heart is actually treasuring Instead of following Jesus, Jesus says, Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor. You can almost imagine what that man must have been thinking, but how can I? My wealth is what provides for me. It's what protects me. It brings me the good. It it, it protects me uh, from the misfortunes of life. How can I give up my wealth? Jesus exposed the false God in this man's heart. He trusted his wealth. This last Monday, I was packing up our van with stuff that was going to be taken to uh, GSI, the thrift store for Great Plains Lutheran High School in Watertown, and it struck me just how much stuff we have. We take pleasure in our stuff and then discard it. We get rid of old stuff so that we can get new stuff. We enjoy it for a while and then we look for other stuff. What stuff are you looking to for contentment and happiness? This past week, a salesperson said to my wife, who knows, you might win the lottery And you'll be back here tomorrow to purchase this. How often don't we think that a little bit more money is what we need to ease the troubles of life, whether that's winning the lottery or getting a bonus or inheritance or having an investment payoff. How many lottery tickets, poll tabs, scratch games are sold based on that false hope that money will make things better. What are you looking to for your hope? Where are you 
turning to for what is good. When money is tight, do you feel tense? I do. When income that you expect to be there doesn't come in, does your stomach sort of take a turn? Mine does. If you have an emergency fund, and just in case times get worse, does that help you sleep better at night? Or do you worry if you see the balance in your checkbook going lower and lower or your credit card debt going higher and higher? These are all signs that my heart is still divided. There is another throne there besides Christ's. And we can pretend that we're wholehearted followers of Jesus. We can even fool ourselves into thinking that, just as this young man fooled himself into thinking that he really wanted eternal life no matter what. But then Jesus exposes our hearts. He exposes the God of wealth that competes with him there. That God of wealth that we so often treasure. Will you turn away from Jesus and leave with your face downcast, sad, because you don't want to give up what money can do for you? Or will you follow Jesus? Before you answer that, know, dear friend, know that the God of wealth is too powerful for you or me to dethrone from our our hearts with our own strength. Jesus brought this point out to the disciples, just how impossible that is to dethrone the God of wealth using our own power and strength. He says how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, now the disciples, they were not wealthy or rich people. What they did have, they had left behind to follow Jesus. But they realized that Jesus isn't simply speaking about those whose net worth is in the top 5 or 10%. No, he's speaking about all those who have their hearts attracted by wealth and money and stuff. Because when Jesus says how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven, the disciples themselves are amazed at this. And then Jesus elaborates some more. He, goes, he drives the point home. Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, if, if I try hard enough, I can thread a needle. It's not hard, but I can do it. But, but get a seven-foot, half-ton camel through that needle's eye? Impossible. Impossible. And the disciples get the point, don't they? Who then can be saved, they ask. They know that Jesus isn't talking about simply those who have a large bank account. He's talking about any and all of us. For we all feel that pull of things, that pull, that attraction of what money can do for us. And Jesus answers them, doesn't he? With man, this is impossible but not with God. 
All things are possible with God. So dear friends, leave behind, leave behind the earthly wealth and your own pride in your own goodness. Abandon the world's promises. Forsake the empty delusion of earthly hope and the empty pursuit of happiness. Let go of money and stuff. Don't treasure any of these things in your heart, for it is impossible for any of them to bring you the kingdom of God. Rather, dear friend, rather treasure the holy, precious blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb without blemish or defect, sacrificed for you. Grasp His cross with the hand of faith, dressed in His righteousness, not your own goodness. Look on the righteous one who was forsaken in your place, your king crowned with thorns. Dwell in his magnanimous promise of forgiveness and life which alone bring you true happiness and peace, true joy and hope. And run to that empty Easter tomb to witness the conquering power of your King who has defeated death to bring you life, eternal life. With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So confess, dear Christian, confess. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly. Savior, wash me, or I die. Leave behind earthly wealth and your self-imagined goodness. Come, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. For you see, when we treasure Jesus in our hearts, then you have treasure in heaven waiting for you, just as Jesus promised here. And you will have treasure in heaven. There, that treasure does not perish, spoil, or fade. No thief can break in. No moth or rust can destroy it. Rather, it is kept there for you who believe A home, a mansion is prepared as your home. A golden city, each gate a single pearl. The land free of woe and pain, free of hatred and war, free of death and destruction. The land where angels dwell before the throne of God and of the Lamb where you and I join our hallelujahs with the angels and with all of God's people from all the ages and all the places around the world. There God himself wipes every tear from your eyes. We follow our heart's treasure. So treasure Jesus, dear friend, 
Treasure Jesus. Treasure his word and his two sacraments, for that is how our King comes to us. Treasure the water and word that made you an heir of the heavenly riches, made you a citizen of the kingdom of our God. Treasure the supper that brings you your King's body and blood. Treasure his manger, his cross, his empty tomb. Treasure Jesus, dear friend, and follow him. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.